Welcome to Shift the Atmosphere with Philip Renner. I'm so excited to be here. Remember, wherever you go, God goes with you. That means breakthrough follows you. And you will shift the atmosphere because Jesus is on the inside. I'm so honored that you've taken the time to listen today because we're going to talk about something that is so powerful and is so life-changing. We're going to talk about the resurrection power of God living on the inside of you. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. This is Philip Renner with Shift the Atmosphere. God is fighting for you. God is with you. And wherever you go, you shift the atmosphere because God is on the inside of you. In the previous show, we were talking about airplanes, if you can believe it or not. Airplanes because we were talking about Romans 8.11, which says, The same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead, it is on the inside of you. I'd been meditating on that verse for like, I think about six months. And I thought to myself, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? But with that verse, I was always thinking about airplanes. And I said, Lord, what are you trying to say to me? And basically what he said was, hello, Philip, you are supposed to study the airplanes. And we talked about the engine. We talked about preparing your heart before God. And one of the best ways that you can prepare your heart before God is reading the word of God. I didn't always read the word. In fact, I ignored the word of God for two years because I knew that it was the number one way that God would speak to me. And I said, Lord, no, I don't want to hear your voice right now. So I ignored reading the word of God. So if you really want to hear God's voice, then you got to do what Matthew 4, 4 says. Man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Which brings me to the rule that I have in my life, which is no Bible, no food. Rules, they protect you. They help you. You know, that red light on the street is not really to make you have a bad day. It's to protect you from a collision. And so when you have a red light, it's helping you. It's protecting you. So when you have a rule how you're going to read the Word of God, honestly, it is going to take you flying. You are going to soar. Christians are not called to go to a conference and then soar and feel, wow, God, that was so powerful, and then get home and they don't feel anything at all. That is not a good walk with the Lord. But something that is great is when it's a steady climb. Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, I am going to have a steady climb with Jesus. Every single day, I am going to know more and more. I'm going to know him more and more. I'm going to be with him more and more. He is so good. He is so faithful. So we talked about developing your engine because the one thing that makes a plane fly is the engine. It's called thrust. 
And if you don't got thrust, you don't got anything. So if you don't develop the engine that is on the inside of you, which Romans 12.3 says, the measure of faith that is on the inside of you, everybody's got the same measure. God didn't say, I'm going to give this person one thing and this person more anointing. No, no, no. God gave you all the same thing when you got saved. He said, I gave you the full package. Now it's your responsibility to do something with it. Just think about that. It is my responsibility to do something with what God has given me. So if I want to develop the resurrection power of God on the inside of me, I got to read the word. And when I read the word, it's not going to be something that is just a check mark for the day. I got to do my holy duty before God. No, it's not duty. It is a privilege. And when you read the word of God, you must read the word of God as a revelation. We didn't talk about this before, but now we're getting there. This is so deep. When I read the word, I find something that blesses me so much, I can chew on it through the day. You see, knowledge won't change you. Atheists, they know the Bible. A lot of non-believers, they know the Bible. They know it as knowledge, but they don't know it as revelation. And when you read the Word of God, and it's just like that scripture that we read about how Jeremiah says, I tasted your word. I tasted your word, and it was tasteful. Man, it was good on the inside of me. Wow, God. Jeremiah 15, 16, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. I want to be speaking to a people right now that don't just read the word of God. They devour it. They enjoy every little piece. When you got a good steak in front of you, man, (laughs) you don't. You don't eat it quickly. You enjoy every single bite. You want the experience to last a long time. Why? Because you're enjoying it, because you're eating it. Same thing with the Word of God. When you taste His Word, you don't have to read it super quick. You can pause and think about something. In fact, in the Psalms, a lot of times it'll say interlude or we'll say sila, which means pause and think about that, because that is powerful. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. For they are joy and my heart's delight. When you read the word of God, joy will fill your life. For I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Another scripture is so powerful. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Now this is so powerful. I'm telling you, if you read the word of God, and you're consistent in reading the Word of God. Consistency is the key. It doesn't matter if you're working out. It doesn't matter if you're doing a podcast. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're a musician. Consistency is the key. Spending time with God every single day. And guys, very soon, it won't feel like a chore. It's going to feel like a privilege because you get into his presence. And when you get in your presence, 
When you get into God's presence, wow, everything changes. But I want to get back to airplanes. What is the second thing that causes a plane to fly? It's called drag, which really means this, air resistance. So when a plane is going against the air, what's really happening is as the plane accelerates from the engine, the air pushes the plane up and it's called drag. Now, you may be listening to this and say, Phil, are you trying to tell me that what doesn't kill me makes me stronger? No, absolutely not. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Divorce doesn't make you stronger. Cancer doesn't make you stronger. Economic breakdowns do not make you stronger. None of the stuff that the enemy gives you makes you strong. To steal was very clear that he has come to kill and destroy. But God has come to give life and life more abundantly. But you might be saying, well, Phil, it kind of seems like you're saying that, but I'm not. What I am saying is that you fighting on your knees during the situation, that's what makes you stronger. See, it's not the situation that makes you stronger, but it's your dependency on God during the situation. I'm going to say that again. It's not the situation. It's not the oppression. It's not the depression. It's not the breakdown that makes you stronger, but it is your dependency on God. A great example is Job. Job in the Bible. The Bible says that he lost everything. He lost his family. He lost his riches. He lost his house. He lost everything. He lost his health. Everything that could be lost, he lost. But the Bible is very clear that when he lost everything, he fell down his knees and he began to worship God. He just began to worship him, say, God, I love you. God, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I will still bless God. You see, it wasn't the situation that was making him stronger, but it was his dependency on God during the situation. And when you get to the end of the book of Job, the Bible says that he was double blessed at the end of his life. So it's not the situation that makes you stronger. It is your dependency on God. Everybody said, Job, just curse God and die. But Job was so confident in God, he said, no, no, and I say again, no, I am going to bless him because he will get me out of this. Because he is a good God. So again, I'm going to say it again. It's not the situation that makes you stronger. It is your dependency on God. I want to read a scripture to you, a scripture that's very dear to my heart. Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. Even youths 
will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. You know, sometimes it just feels like you're falling in exhaustion and you don't know what to do. But those who trust in the Lord, man, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, which means you're going to find strength that wasn't there before. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. There's another translation that says not trust, but it says those that wait on the Lord. I know it is hard to wait on the Lord, but in the waiting, there is victory. There's another story that is so dear to my heart. And it's Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat gets news that five armies are going against him, going to annihilate him. And so he goes to the Lord and says, Lord, what should I do? What is he doing? He's waiting on the Lord in that moment. He's not allowing the situation to destroy him. He is falling on his knees. He is fighting his battles. Just like you should today. And I'm telling you, when you get on your face before God, the atmosphere shifts. When you get on your face before God, miracles, miracles will come busting through your door and strategies from heaven will come. You see, that's another thing. You need the right strategy to overcome the enemy. And what Jehoshaphat was told is send the Levites. In other words, send the worshipers at the front line. Listen to this. This is a crazy idea. Don't send the army up front. Don't send the buff guys, the guys who have been through training, the guys that know how to deal with combat. No, no, no. Let them stay home, but send the worshipers up front and let them sing your goodness and mercy endures forever and the bible says that as they sang those five armies begin to kill each other this is the power of worship this is the power of lifting your hands up and worshiping him Because when you worship him, you shift the atmosphere. When you feel the resistance of the world, and it feels like things are getting worse and worse and worse, that's when your hands go higher and higher and higher, and your voice gets louder and louder and louder, and you begin to lift up a shout of praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that is when the very air resistance, the situation that goes against you, becomes the very thing that will lift you up. Let me speak to you for a second. When you lift up your hands, you shift the atmosphere. Something happens in the spirit Lifting up your hands is actually not a suggestion in the word. Shouting unto God with a shout of victory 
is not a suggestion in the word. It is a command. And when you lift up your hands and when you shout to God, that is true faith. You see, it's easy to worship God when everything's good, but it is true faith. When everything is bad, everything is falling apart. Yet in that moment, just like Job, you fall on your knees before him and you say, I'm not going to curse you. I am going to bless your holy name because you are holy. You are great. You do miracles so great. And I love you. And there is nothing that can take me away from you. There's nothing that can take me away from your glory, from your power. Thank you, Jesus. You are so wonderful. He is so good. You see, if we get back to the story about Jehoshaphat, even after they won the victory, because the Levites, the worshipers, had lifted up a sound of praise and the enemy went against each other. You see, Jehoshaphat knew how to wait on the Lord. And because he waited on the Lord, he got a strategy. And after the victory was won, It wasn't the Levites that went and got all of the stuff, all of the treasures, all of the spoils of war, but it was the soldiers. The soldiers came out and they brought in the spoils of war. Let me tell you something. You're about to bring in the spoils of war. Everything that the enemy tried to take away from you, you are about to bring in. And it is going to be more than you could ask or imagine because that's who our God is. That's just how good he is. And so right now, I just want you to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I bless your holy name. You are my everything. You are the King of Kings. You are the great I am. You are El Shaddai. And God, I repent for believing that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's the world. I will never believe in that ever again. But I understand that the way I win the war is through my dependency on your presence. It's through my dependency on the word of God. And I make a decision, Lord. That every single day, I am going to read your word, and your word is going to read me. My heart is going to be changed. The engine on the inside of me is going to be developed. I'm constantly going to be checking my heart, God. I thank you for your presence. Man, I can feel his presence right now. I can feel his glory right now. I can feel him healing you right now because he is a supernatural god and what he can do is he can speak to you he can release his power through those earphones and even through the device that you're listening to right now wow god is so good he is so faithful and i want to thank you for your presence in this place right now i want to thank you for your word that is a light unto my path. 
and that when I read your word, even when it's dark, I know where to go. Because just like when I'm lost in the woods, in the woods of life, and I don't know where to go, I turn on my flashlight and I know where I'm going. I can see the path. And so today I prophetically speak over you and I say that you see the path of holiness, you see the path of righteousness, and you see the path of breakthrough. God is fighting for you. Wow, this has been so good today. Have you received something from the Lord? I know that I have. If this message has blessed you, then share it with somebody. Tell somebody about it. But if it has blessed you, then you can sow a seed into Philip Brenner Ministries. Sow a seed into everything that we are doing. We're going after the one that was left. We're leaving the 99 and we're going after the one. And we're shifting atmospheres in cities, in capitals. God is doing something that is just so powerful. So if you want to sow a seed, you can go to philiprenner.com and you can also get the books, Worship Without Limits and A Fasted Life. I believe it'll bless you and follow us on all platforms and social media, Instagram at Philip Renner, Facebook, Philip Renner Ministries. And I'll be with you next week. And I believe God is fighting for you. Wherever you go, you shift the atmosphere.